significant to that? Why does he do that? Well, we'll come back to that too in a bit. Okay, so you've seen some things that are different, some things that are the same. Uh, now, I also want to know there's two strange details in the passage, and this is going to kick start to hopefully thinking pretty hard. Verse 24. Did you see something different here? There was something Jesus couldn't do. In a passage where he heals people miraculously, it says Jesus couldn't do something. You see that? He entered the house, not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence a secret. Hmm. Couldn't. Striking. And then, towards the end of the passage, you have something similar. Verse 36. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking. You see that Jesus tries to get them to be quiet, and it has the opposite effect. What's going on? What's going on here? Now, if it was just me or you, we'd think, yeah, it's fine. Trying to keep something a secret is pretty tricky, isn't it? Telling people to do something, well, they might do it, but they might not. But this is Jesus. He isn't normal, is he? Is he? In our Mark series, we've been seeing someone who is unique, unlike anyone else. And yet here is something he can't do. And something when he tries to do it, it gets worse. Alright, uh, so this is where we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, uh, Tim, can you jump onto the um, the chrome uh, browser, please? Um, if you would like to, you can have you get your mobile phone out and we'll try if it works. Um, you have to have something you have to cancel the um, the slideshow. Stop it, don't okay. And they go on to the other uh, the chrome pad. No, not that one, sorry. If you go, uh, go down to the bottom of the chrome pad, we're not going to be able to practice it, so you can see. Okay, so you go to slido.com on your internet browser, uh, and you'll be able to put a chrome right near the top, that's 2369 And um, you don't have a mobile phone to you may be able to use that QR code if your phone is going to scan uh, a distance, but slido.com and put in that code. And then, uh, you'll be presented with these questions. Oh, this question, and then these options, and each of us, if you'd like to, with the phone, we can put in what we think. Totally next, it's totally anonymous, don't worry, not going to ask you what we put, uh, but we'll be able to see. Uh, and the question is this, and if you don't have a phone, and you want to take part uh, that way, it's totally fine, I'm going to read out the question. What do you about, uh, believe about who Jesus is, or was? Do you believe he was only a man? Although maybe, maybe a special house. Uh, do you believe that he was only God, in the shape of a human? Do you believe that he is both man and God, 100% each? Or do you believe he's a mix of man and God? Alright, so you can, uh, on the, if you go onto this uh, phone, you can tap uh, holes on the top right side, yeah, and then you've got the options, you can press the one on and hit send. And then, hopefully, are we going to see some results of that? Are we going to do that? Do you Oh? No, didn't show that, did it? Has anyone, has anyone submitted an answer out of these guys? Okay. Why is it not going there? Okay, we'll see if we can get the tech to work. That's a, we're going to the poll before, Tim. Does that show results? Uh, it doesn't. No. Oh, yeah, down the bottom, show results. Okay. Oh, okay, thank you very much. So, uh, thank you very much, Tim, for, uh, for uh, working with me on this. Um, this is a trial on something, obviously, it doesn't go very well, we'll never do it again. <laughs> okay, so the results are in from those who took part. Um, I can't see the number on the far right, but a lot of people put a vote going on. Few people only now with special powers, maybe with special powers, or more people voting to go. Uh, a few people only got in the shape of the human, and no one put a mix of man and dog. <coughs> Thank you. Okay.
And then you honestly, if you're not a believer in Jesus, you think he's a normal bloke, albeit quite an interesting one. We're really glad you're here. We want you to come and get to know him. We don't force you to believe something. Our job is to present to you the truth that we see in the Bible. And it's up to you to decide what you make of Jesus. Now, as I'm about to say, uh, don't worry about getting things wrong. It's, it's a bit easier than this than putting up our hands here because we can't say, see who said what. But if, um, as it goes on, you think, alright, I've got it wrong. That's good, because you learn something tonight. Alright, uh, the Bible's answer, uh, and uh, what I personally believe, is that Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. Uh, Tim, can you give me Tim, give me a Tim run for things? So that'd be back with the PowerPoint, Tim, that'd be great. And we can carry on the slideshow. Alright, two, uh, two verses in the Bible to show you as we go back into the presentation. Thank you. Uh, firstly, the Bible says that Jesus is fully God. Uh, that's in uh, lots of places. John chapter 1, as it comes up on the uh, slide, please. I might read John chapter 1 uh, whilst it's echoed. Uh, uh, John chapter 1 opens uh, with the words In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. It's talking about Jesus as He is fully God. That's John 1. So the Bible says, whatever we might think about Jesus, the Bible says he is totally God. We go forward a few more. Jumping on. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, there we are. And then the other thing the Bible says is that Jesus is fully human. That's Hebrews 2 verse 17. It'll come up on the screen. Uh, for this reason, Jesus had to be made like them, fully human in every way. Fully human in every way. And then the writer of the Hebrews speaks on why that is. But can you see really simply, the Bible says Jesus is God. Fully God, 100% God. And yet, fully human. Wait, what? How can we have 100% and 100%? You can't be 200% or something, can you? How can Jesus be both fully God and fully man? Well, if that's your reaction, good. Because it is a mystery. The Bible doesn't present us something that's not about such really easy for us to grasp. It is actually, in some ways, the biggest how mystery of the whole Bible. How can the God who is utterly outside the universe be part of it? How can he interact with it? How can the God who is above and beyond draw near? Most clearly of all, how can God become a human? Be born as a man and it's also stay God. And the thing of mysteries in the Bible, they're not problems to be fixed. They're not presented as something that you've got to figure out before you start trusting. No, it's something about God who's bigger than us. He's amazing. Here's something to learn about him and some things we can see, some things we can't. That's what the Bible teaches us. Jesus, fully God, fully man, 100% of both. And uh, for sure, as we go through Mark's Gospel, sometimes one of those things is more in focus than the other. Jesus, uh, divinity, sometimes it's humanity. Sometimes a mix. But whatever kind of comes to the surface most of the time, the Bible tells us Jesus is fully God and fully man. Let's just think about that in Mark. Uh, if you've been in our uh, series, um, during a couple of weeks ago, we saw uh, Jesus walking on the water. And he said, Don't be afraid, take heart. I am. He said, I, I am God with you. Only God could do that. His divinity is very much in view in Mark. But also, his humanity, as we thought tonight. He entered the house and did not want him to know it, 
yet he couldn't keep his friend a secret. How can that be the case? How would God not do something? Well, the answer is, what's in view there is his humanity. Jesus, the man, couldn't stop people talking any more than you and I can stop people talking because humans can't do that. We don't control one another. Okay, but what do you think about that? That's it. Back to the sliders. Thank you. We go on to the next, uh, the next poll. Uh, get the options up. Uh, okay, the, the next poll coming up. And you go back and you go, why do you think he could not? Why do you think Jesus could not? That's what Mark says. He wanted to, but he could not. Why could he not stop talking people talking about it? What do you think? Uh, do you think it's because he wasn't God? Do you think it's because by default he operates as a human and so it doesn't work a miracle? Uh, do you think, oh, it's okay, people say, yes, yeah, something else? I won't ask you what you think something else is. Or do you think Mark is emphasizing Jesus' humanity? He could have done really, but let's talk about it as a, uh, as a human. <coughs> Why wouldn't Jesus not do it? Oh, here we show the results. <laughs> Very good. I thought it was maybe percentage on your screen here. Yeah, uh, 46 or 46. 46 or 46? Oh, 46 or 40. Okay. Interesting. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Okay, thank you. Well, the vote is still coming in. It's a difficult question. I'm actually not going to answer this one. You might be able to guess what my answer might be from what comes. Okay. Jesus could not. He's, a, he's definitely a human. Alright, now let's go on to the, the other bit, because this is even trickier, I think, in verse 36. So it's staying on the slides, actually, and the uh, poll, sorry. Okay. And the final poll. And we're looking at, uh, what's going on in verse 36, okay? So the more Jesus tells them to be quiet, the more they keep talking about it, okay? So, no, really, stop it. And they say, oh yeah, let's tell more people. What do you think is going on here? So the options are, uh, Jesus is just a human, so there's no puzzle. Or Jesus knew what they would do, and so he was using like reverse psychology. Like you might do with a child. Don't do that. Don't do your homework. Don't you dare. Was it Jesus did know what they would do? I wanted to show them how bad they were in their hearts. I gave you a command. Simple command. You disobeyed it. See? You need forgiveness. You need to repent. Or Jesus didn't know what they would do. Or something else. Just a human. He knew what they were doing, reverse psychology. He knew what they would do, showing them they were bad in the heart. Or he didn't know what they would do, or something else. You, you're allowed to talk to people next to you, that's fine. Throw it, throw it. Another one 
this out from the physical um, side, I think, is the one I've shown people's hearts. Not that that's unbiblical, but because there's, there's nothing there in the story, is there? There's nothing there to suggest that that's what he's doing. And what's the emphasis? What do they say? He's done everything well. Doesn't have, doesn't have a feel like they were bad people. They've got something right about Jesus. He has done everything well. He didn't even make a death deal in a new speech. Alright, what about the reverse psychology option? What about the reverse psychology option? Not, no version now. Uh, if you go back, back to the slide, I think that's the last call. Yeah, I think that's the last call, so you can, um, you can go back to the PowerPoint now. Thank you. In Mark, we have this repeated theme of Jesus telling people not to tell them others about him. Which is quite strange, isn't it? It's not what you'd expect. Uh, but Jesus a number of times tells people not to say anything about him. It'll just come up quite quickly on the screen. The next one goes. One more, sorry. There we go. So he often instructs people not to tell us. Uh, the first instance uh, in chapter 1, he says he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. The Holy One of God, he said. And he said, don't talk to them about me. The next one, 144, so in chapter 1, don't tell this to anyone. Just go to the priests and then. Uh, the sacrifices that you can cleanse uh, uh, for your cleansing on. Uh, then, chapter 3, he gave strict orders not to tell us about him. And then, um, chapter 5, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this. That's a healing of um, Jairus' daughter. Don't tell people, don't tell people, don't tell people. So you can see through Mark's gospel, Jesus doesn't want people to tell others about him. The only example, in the main way of the direction, is um, the man uh, who's healed from the uh, demon possession of Legion. Jesus said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done to you and how he has had mercy on you. But even that is not tell them about me, is it? And in this passage, what do we see? Jesus doesn't want them to know he's there, verse 24, and verse 36. He commands them not to tell anyone. Still wants them not to say so I don't think the reverse psychology option holds towards it either. Now the last option that I have on there, apart from something else, is that Jesus didn't know. Jesus didn't know what they were doing. Okay, this one's going to be a fault, but um, the free version of the uh, slide only has two free faults, and given that you might not uh, see the last day again, I think they didn't think it was worth uh, signing up the subscription. But uh, here's, the, here's the final, here's the final question that sign on. Alright, what do you think? When Jesus was on earth, three options, this is if you saw. Do you think he knew everything all of the time? But he knows everything all the time. And the asterisk there is just Jesus say, I don't know how I'm doing that. So that is um, one clear place in scripture where Jesus doesn't know something. But apart from that, do you think that he knew everything all the time? Or do you think he didn't know everything, though he didn't know what people were thinking as he was talking to? Not, not like minding, but he, he just knew. Or do you think he didn't know everything, including not knowing what people were thinking? Okay, just have a think. There's no fault to put on there. What do you think? Did, did he know everything or not? That's, that's the basic question, isn't it? Did he know everything or not? Has he talked to people? Did he know things about them? Did he know what was in their minds all the time? Or did he have a more normal experience?
In Mark chapter 5, uh, where Jesus is on the way to uh, heal Jairus' daughter. But as he's going through the crowds, um, there's a woman who wants to touch him. We read about her in verse 25 of chapter 5. A woman there has been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and she's been really poorly, and she hears about Jesus, and verse 27, she came up behind him in the crowd and just touched his cloak. Okay, just touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I can just touch his cloak, I'll be healed. And we read immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body she was free from her suffering. So she touches Jesus' cloak. Does Jesus know about it? Verse 30. At once Jesus realised the power had gone out from him. So he didn't know before, but he knows then. He didn't know the future, as it were. That's not what Mark Martin would say, he knew this was going to happen. At once, it's presented to us, at once. And then he turned around and said, who touched my thoughts? Now we might say, well that's just kind of a question to draw out. You know, as a teacher, I know he's thrown it. Uh, who, who threw that? Who threw that? Just waiting, giving the person an opportunity to own up. It might be like that, mightn't it? But, I don't think that's what Mark goes because the disciples say, anyone's around you, how can you ask who touched me? Verse 32, and Mark, the narrator, tells us, Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. He kept looking around to see who had done it. Not, he waited for the person to come clean. He's not presented as knowing who did. He didn't know everything about the crowd in front of him. He didn't know why everyone was thinking. Now, if you may think it would be on that, up to you. But I can't see that in the passage that Jesus knew everything. The important thing for us, and for you as well, as you go away and reflect on these things, is what does Scripture say? How has Jesus shown us? Just think, what would it be like to grow up knowing everything? Some of us told me everything. Maybe some of us still do. Imagine you knew everything. What would your life be like? It would be quite unusual, wouldn't it? You would never trip over. You would never trip over, because you know there's an uneven payment stone. You would never make mistakes. You'd be the perfect student, or maybe the worst student. Did you know this? Yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, let me t- take a day out. Oh, I already know that. You know everything. And you'd never be surprised. You know that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen. Does the Bible present Jesus like that? Well, just after this healing of Jairus' daughter, he goes to his hometown, chapter 6, verse 1, he goes to his hometown, Jesus left there, went to his hometown. And, and he starts teaching them. The reaction of the people in his hometown, I think he's going to what did they say? Where did this man get these things? What's this wisdom he's been given? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Don't we know his family? Are his sisters with us? See what they're saying? Jesus was an ordinary kid. He was not someone on track to be a miracle worker. He was not gliding through life as an eight-year-old boy, knowing everything. Because they wouldn't be surprised if he came and taught, uh, taught these things and worked miracles. Jesus was just like a typical straight knees little boy. He was a carpenter, but he wasn't a magic one. He had to soar. He got splinters. They did not expect him to have his wisdom and miraculous teaching. And one more thing I think is worth noting, verse 6. What was Jesus' reaction? He's amazed. He was amazed. Can you be amazed at something you already know? Quite half the amazing you know. You're appreciating it at least on a new level. Jesus is amazed. 
It's a very human reaction. And Jesus is fully human. He didn't know everything in his humanity. He didn't know human He didn't know all the information in the universe. Could it fit, literally fit in your brain? No. You are human. And Jesus was fully human. Like us in every way. Jesus, fully God and fully man. The Bible presents him that way. I think it is easy to take an almost like Superman view of Jesus, like he's an alien from another planet. Gliding through love. Superpower. God from outside our universe becomes a human. Not a physician, but an entity. Like us. In every way. Okay. We need to come back to think about some of those similarities and differences. I know we've probably covered a lot of territory here, and I want to say, maybe some of these things are questionable. I hope they have. If you'd like to explore it, please do ask, uh, if you want to check some things, ask me. Yeah, you sound like you're saying that. Is, that. is that the case? Did they get that right? Get clarification from me. And then, look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. Read it. Pray. Think. Lord, who are you? What do you tell me about yourself? I have some other verses you might be very interested to look at if you found uh, this uh, section quite challenging and pressing some buttons. Then you're worried about saying this isn't really wrong. I've got some other verses you could look at, but I'm not going to them to you now. It's not like aiming to unsettle people. To preach what is here. Jesus wanted to do something, but couldn't. He told them not to, but they did. Okay, let's go back on to the next slide. Think about the differences. There are very few, maybe this is a somewhat instance of someone coming to Jesus to ask for healing, and Jesus doesn't say yes straight away. What did he say to the woman who's back in chapter 7? It's not right uh, for the uh, food to be thrown to the dogs, the children's bread to be thrown to the dogs. So what he's saying there is, I come to the Jewish nation, God's people, it's not right to take from them and give to you, a non-Jew. I come to them first. Why didn't he just say yes? Well, we might have a sense of whether they're humanly or divinely. He saw something of this woman's heart, her attitude, her capability. He knew that he wanted them to turn her off. And come across as quite rude, can't it? Dismiss it. But he is the Lord, the one who has authority, and that's what he says to the woman. And what does he give her the opportunity to do? It actually gives us the opportunity for genuine engagement with Jesus. It paradoxically shows respect to her. Because what does the woman do? She says, Well, Lord, yeah, that's right. But even the dogs under the table, each other's comes, don't they? She's clever. She's competent. She's composed. She's faithful, and yet she engages with him. On his ter- and she engages with him on his terms. She doesn't say no or wrong. She says, oh, yes, Lord, that's right. And this. And Jesus says, her answer leads to her daughter being healed from the demon. Verse 29. He told her, such a reply, you may go. She has her mission accomplished. Jesus has a real interaction with this woman. It's not playing a chess game in advance. He says, he gives the opportunity. And she responds in faith. And she is an example to all of us, whoever we are. 
challenge Jesus of fasting. But to come under it. To pray in line with scripture. Lord, you said this. Please, would you do it in my life or in the life of some person in this situation in the world? And what about the difference in the second story? The physical contact that you Again, it's a really interesting question, but we're not going to explore it. Why a different way of healing? Why did he touch him? Could, or could he have just said a word? What does this show about Jesus? The man who is God. It shows that Jesus came to touch us, to be close, to be with us. Jesus did not stay at a distance. He came close. He came down. He came and took on our flesh. He came to be like us in every way. The God of eternity came to have saliva. He spat. It's gross, isn't it? But he spat. Jesus liked you and me. And Jesus chose this. Whatever we might think about how the Bible presents Jesus' humanity, whether he knows stuff or not, whether what his insight might be, whatever limitations we see him have, he chose them. They weren't forced on him. He came down with love to take on our weakness, our limitation. He chose it. Just want to wrap up this thinking now back to the similarities. Very briefly. Jesus heals miraculously. He has the power of God. He is God Himself. Come down. Jesus can do anything. That much is clear. The person healed can't talk to themselves. The Bible says that to you and me. In our natural state, we can't talk for ourselves. We need someone to speak for us. We are helpless until Jesus, the God who is man, breaks into our lives. We are helpless without him. They have someone to speak for them. If you are a believer, if you have been brought to Jesus and saved by him, you can now be like this woman, be like this man's friends. To speak up for others. Lord, you see her, you see him, please be saved, please would you help, please encourage them. We can be the voice for the voiceless as we pray. <coughs> Maybe like this uh, man who we meet went on to do. And Jesus went to the Gentiles. He's come for everyone. Whoever you are, whoever you are. Whatever you've done, Jesus has come for you. He chose God Himself. He chose to come down. To give us healing and help. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Jesus who came into our world to save, to bring the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, we praise you as the one who gives God from eternity to eternity. God the Son. We praise you for obediently coming into the world to take on flesh. That you would like us, make us in every way. That you sympathize with us in our wounds. And by your death and resurrection, we can come to a future house of being with you forever. And Holy Spirit, I pray for your help for anything that we have found difficult tonight. Please would you help us. And pray for your truth to come. And pray that we talk these things through, that we might get to know Jesus more and more, and rejoice all the more. We pray these things in Jesus' name.
seen uh, more verses than before that. It's Jesus uh, who's the one who graciously heals and drives out uh, evil and death. So we stand and sing the silence and sing it. Oh, no.